From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle, Ray Ellis, and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Yeah, that's how we're doing it. We can turn it up a notch. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network, and I do not have Fan Man with me, but I have the the heir apparent, the man who needs to be here because after all, all that trash that I talked and all that trash that that Mark talked, that's all we didn't back it up. The boys didn't back it up. I went to the hotel. I had the good Reverend Herb Lust come in and pray for the boys, and they still. Couldn't get it done. So my man Kwame Lassiter is in here with me. And Kwame, big props, bro. Big oh, props. I appreciate it, man. I, I, I tried to give y'all, you guys uh, a few pointers on what was going to happen and, and how these guys were hungry. And plus, they were playing at home. They had a lot of motivational factors to go into that game. So, and the Cardinals pulled it off. as Well, well you know, I, I appreciate your humility and in, in, in victory because uh, there's no doubt about it, you know, from, from the start. I believe y'all probably had some people at the buses and start whooping up on them when they get off the buses because that's what it looked like from the very beginning. The Cardinals, was, it was obvious they were there to play. And, you know, it's funny. We, I was down at the stadium. Uh, me and Ryan, we were down there uh, doing a little film work. And uh, all the fans down there, the Eagles fans, some of these guys had on neck braces. Some of them, uh, they was banged up from the start. And these were just <laughs> the fans. So I couldn't wait till you get in the stadium. And it was going to be some So trouble. y'all, So you won the game and you won the fight. Oh, we won the game and we had the fight going on. So, But it was it was a great atmosphere. I tell you, it was nothing like it. We haven't had anything out here like that as far as a NFC Championship game. And the Cardinals went in there to the arena took care of business. Well, you got – I got – like I said, I'm giving up to you. No doubt about it. You you called it. I think it went just the way we thought it would go. Uh, it wasn't that the Cardinals just, you know – beat up on the Eagles from in the running game but the passing game and we know Kurt was that Kurt was the wild card and and he showed up and Larry Fitzgerald you know helped him out and and, and they won well I think the offensive uh, line Rush Graham and those guys I think the offensive line did a great job in protecting Kurt and Kurt's so efficient that when he gets from under gets under the center he knows exactly where he's going with the ball so they put up points early in that ball game allow that defense of the Arizona Cardinals to uh, play fast and free well I'd say this I don't think that the Eagles really let everything go into the second half. I, for some reason, I don't know why, but the heat that they brought, for some reason or another, they waited until the second half to really bring it. Perhaps maybe they lined up at it, tried to see what kind of adjustments, you know, that uh, the the, def- the offensive line was going to make and what Wiz- and Wizen Hunt and, and also Grimm was going to do, what kind of adjustments. And the Eagles say, we'll line up in it, but we'll bring it to the second half. And they brought it to the second half in terms of putting a whole lot of heat on Kurt. And, and he was a little, you know, roughed up in the second half. And, and the Eagles came back and put some points on the board because the defense played so well. But first half, it, it just seemed like, okay, let's let him do what he wants to do. Let us see what he's right. doing. And then we'll react and make our adjustments at halftime. Well, I'll tell you this. I was surprised how the Eagles came out playing in NFC East. NFC East, as we all know, is a very physical conference. All those guys do it. They bang all year long. So I don't know if they were saying this is the same old Cardinals. You remember on the show last week, you know, Mark McMillan talking about they schedule us on a home game, same old Cardinals, same old Cardinals. But I was surprised how they came out, how they came out and played. And then when the Eagles tried to make a run for it in the second half, it was too late. The Cardinals had about 32 points on the board already. So, so well, it was way too late for those guys. And, and you're exactly right. I thought it was too late, Kwame. I mean, you know from your days of playing, particularly being in the secondary, 
you know, you want to try to do everything you can to try to take the guys out of the game early, you know. Right. And then you want to be a passing situation when you know it's a passing situation. But the passing game for the Cardinals seemed like, you know, they, they were hot all day long and seemed like the, the Eagles secondary was kind of, you know, back on their heels and weren't playing really aggressive. They they weren't making. In fact, I don't think they knocked down too many balls at all, if at all, if they got their hands on any balls. Not at all. When it, when it was an incomplete pass, it was because it was an errant throw. It wasn't because they touched the ball. And I I talked to I talked earlier about the game was going to start at the line of, line of scrimmage, and those guys came out offensively for the Arizona Cardinals and did a great job. So they gave Kurt plenty of time, and uh, the, the Philadelphia just couldn't get it going. I saw a lot of guys early in that game wide open, and I don't put the pressure on Donovan. It's just that he had to get some receivers and some separation from the defensive backs. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, we're we, we going to have a great show today. we got some special guests that are going to be joining us in the studio. Of course, all of you know, in case you don't know, I'm going to remind you that Kwame will start his show here on the Voice America Sports Network next week. And we also have a special guest with us, too. I, for some, I don't know, it's not just defensive players, but, but defensive players aren't afraid to step up and, and to participate in the conversation. So we have one of them with us uh, on the line today, you know, and if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, we've got Jeff Nixon and Jeff who is going to be joining the Voice of America Sports, also played sec in the secondary with the Buffalo Bills. So, Jeff, when you watch that game, from, from a defensive perspective, you know, what did you think about, you know, the Eagles in the secondary and the way they were playing? Because it seemed to me that Kurt and, and Fitzgerald just took the game over from the very beginning. Yeah, I'll tell you what, uh, Larry Fitzgerald is just having a phenomenal playoff series here. I, you know, the guy's just, he's already set a record for the most yards catching the football, but it all comes down to Kurt Warner. You know, Kurt... Just to, he's, he's been in the league so long, he knows the, the, the type of adjustments that his receivers are going to make. They've got great communication with, with each other. He does a good job recognizing when, they, when they're blitzing, and, and, he, and he has a real nice straight drop back where he can see what's happening to the left and to the right. You know, and, and he's just, and I'll tell you what, man, the, Pittsburgh's going to have their hands full with these guys. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to be blitzing as much as a lot of people might think they will in this game. I think they're going to try and guys some coverages uh but you know they're gonna have to deal with anquan bolden i know bolden's probably really pissed off that he hasn't been like the star because you know how receivers are man they're they they want to have that ball in their hands and so he's uh he's gonna I, I got a feeling you're gonna see a lot of things from him in this game coming up and hopefully they'll get the ball to him i i'd like to see arizona win you know i just i you know pittsburgh they're they're going for their sixth Super Bowl ring, and, and that's nice. If they get it, you know, God bless them and all. But I always go for the underdog, and in this case, you know, I hope Arizona comes up big and, and has a good game, at least keeps it close. You know, I, I think, um, you know, uh, to be honest with you, I think uh, Pittsburgh will probably win the game. But I hope, I hope Arizona gives them a real good run for their money and, they, and, and you know, kind of win this game in the, in the end. Well, you know, Jeff, uh, it's interesting because – I have another special guest with us, and he's going to join us in a few minutes, and, and, and I think we're going to get a perspective from the Steelers' side of the ball. Not that we couldn't get one from the Steelers' side of the ball if, if we had Wizen Hunt, because we all know where he came from. But, you know, we started talking about, you know, secondaries and things of that nature, and you, you being a former safety, and, and you talked about Kurt's ability to, to make the reads and throw the ball in the right direction. Kwame, I don't think Kurt threw one ball – in the wrong direction Sunday. I didn't see one ball where it was almost intercepted and going the other way because they disguised the coverage such. I mean, this man, is he in is he in the other team's locker room? I mean, come on, I can understand preparation and watching game film, but you got to make one mistake on your reads. Right, I, I tell you, anytime you throw the ball towards 
Larry Fitzgerald is always in the right direction. This guy has some of the best hands in the National Football League, if not the best. His vertical is outrageous. You know, there's not a defensive back that can out-jump this guy. Well, let you me ask you a question. Okay, if everybody knows the ball's going to fish. Okay, why not double him? Why not get somebody up in his face and give him some help over top? I mean, don't just, you know, I know we got egos, you know, because I remember last year, you know, when Al Harris was going against Plax in the AFC Championship game, you know, uh, in, in the NFC Championship game, we were a little concerned about, you know, him getting some help. There's times where you just understand that somebody's in a zone and right. you got to do something to take him out of that zone. And Fitz and, and both so Kurt was in that zone, and I think they should have did something to adjust the coverage on Fitzgerald. R- right, and I agree. If you got an ego that's bigger than uh, what's, what's the right thing to do in a football game, then you're trying to lose a football game. Now, you double Larry Fitzgerald, you still have Anquan Bolden, you, you still have Steve Breston, you got our. Uh, Tim Hightower out the backfield, uh, Adrian James, a veteran guy, very proven guy who can quarterback from the running back position. You can't double, you can double this guy if your ego's not in the way, but you still got to go to Anquan. Anquan, all his routes are underneath, and what he does a great job is breaking tackles from underneath and taking them up the field. And you got Steve Bresson, a young, energetic guy who stepped in when Anquan was hurt of about four to six games from that uh, hit in the Jets game. And came out and finished the season with a thousand yards. Hey, and, and I believe that, but 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 I'm gonna ask, hey Jeff, I'm gonna ask you a question. When you as you were watching the game and you were thinking there were gonna be some kind of adjustments that were made, did you think that that the Eagles made any adjustment to try to stop Fitzgerald? I mean, I, if the other guys are gonna beat you, at least give them the chance to try to beat you. I don't even know if Anquan caught any passes, Jeff. What, what do you think? Did they, did you see where they tried to take Fitzgerald out of the game and they just weren't successful, or they just stayed with the same old thing that wasn't working? Yeah, you know, uh, the, the thing about it is Kurt Warner was smart enough to notice what you can't, you can't double somebody the whole game, let's face it. If you start doing that, then what, you know, what teams will do is uh, they'll take their running back like Tim Hightower, Edron James, and they'll run him out into that flat. And now you've got a linebacker going one, one-on-one because the corner's running with the guy, okay, and you've got somebody else taking him out. If, if those guys break a tackle, then it's a you know, 30, 40-yard run. So... You know, I think they, you know, they were just smart enough. Kurt Warner was smart enough to recognize when they weren't doubling him, and he just and he was able to get him the ball. But, um, you know, what you got to do with these guys? I hate to say it, but it's you know, and this is where Pittsburgh is going to make life difficult for them. Is you got to beat them up on the line of scrimmage. I don't agree. don't let them get off the line of scrimmage, and and that's easier said than done. You know, but but you know, the the teams that have a lot of successes, if you can if you can slow up that receiver for just you know just a half a second on the line don't let him have a free release and you know and i and and that's part of it you know he's larry fitzgerald is very tough to get your hands on off the line of scrimmage you watch him man he's just got he's a tremendous athlete and anquan is not as fast and not as quick but he's strong as a bull i mean you can't he'll just he'll just give you a little swim technique and he's by you so well, they got their they got their hands full, and what they're going to try and do. Pittsburgh is going to try and make a statement early in this game when they run crossing routes because uh, Phoenix, you know, Arizona likes to run uh, these crossing routes with these guys. They're going to they're going to see some uh, uh, linebackers come up and try and blast them. Well, I'm going to ask Kwame that because I, Kwame, I know it was a couple <laughs> weeks ago we were in the studio. And, and somebody made the comment that Larry Fitzgerald's game did not include him going across the middle. And I'm sorry, but these past few playoff games, that's all I've been seeing him do. He, he is, he's in the middle of the field. He's vertical. You know, he's running every route that's in the playbook. So how of a sudden, you know, he's running these routes that people think he didn't have the heart to run? 
Well, those routes are not, they're behind the linebacker. He's not going to run those guys. When, you get, when you're running routes behind a linebacker, it's easy to say it's across the middle, but that's 12 to 15 yards down the field. Uh, Fitzgerald's a deep threat guy because he's going to get down the field, he's going to get up the field, and he's going to jump over a lot of defensive backs. Uh, Anquan, Steve Bresson, those are the guys that does that crisscross stuff across the linebacker. And what Coach was saying, you hit these guys first. You make a statement. You got James Harrison over there. You got Troy, the safety over there. You make a statement right away that you come across the middle. This is how it's going to be all game. And I, I agree with uh, bumping these guys at the line of scrimmage. They, some of the dynamic receivers we have in the game in Arizona Cardinal receivers, beat them up at the line of scrimmage and take your chances there. Don't sit back seven yards waiting for them to run up on you. Yeah, I think uh, certainly – I, I don't know why they wouldn't beat him up on the line of scrimmage. I mean, even, but even though they do go to try to beat him up, you know, the guy's going to, now you're going to back him off the line of scrimmage. It's going to be hard to get that jam well, on him, but you got to do something. You have to because Kurt Warner, a lot of his uh, pass routes are timed up. He's uh, he's efficient. He's coming up. He knows where he's going with the with the ball once he leaves that center. So if you beat him up, that messes up the timing. You got to understand that Pittsburgh, they're number one overall in defense, and that's number one in pass first and run second. So these guys, official, they. They arguably can play the pass very well. And one thing about it, I, I remember the conversation that we had, and and Mark and I, you know, talked about this. And I assume that the Eagle corners would be squatting, you know. And I didn't even see that they were squatting and breaking on the ball and breaking the ball up. It just seems as they they just were they were they were confused. They were receivers were open, and there's no re- if the ball's coming out that fast, there's no reason that receivers should be that open. Well, uh, defensively, you want to make an offense one dimensional, and I think the Arizona Cardinals offense made the defensive. Philadelphia Eagles one-dimensional because those guys normally blitz and you didn't see them blitzing as much as they did during the season so you want to you want to make them one-dimensional offensively before they control the game and and have you on your heels the rest of the game well we got some music we're gonna take a break and I want to ask you Kwame now I know what happened to Donovan's house and that's your neighborhood too and I'm just hoping you wasn't the one that was responsible for that no you listen to Rail Sports on the Voice of America Network and uh, I'm happy to have Kwame Lasseter here with me we're gonna come back I thank my friend Jeff Nixon for joining us we're gonna come back with Big Fish is in the house with us and we're gonna talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers right after this mess Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. You bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. 
environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Well, I was out with my girlfriends the other night. On my way back to my car, a guy jumped out from behind an SUV. Fortunately, I had my taser from spyunlimited.com. That was a close one. The tools you need to protect yourself are right here. SpyUnlimited.com carries non-lethal self-defense weapons such as stun guns, pepper sprays, and tasers to help you defend and protect yourself and family when you need it most. You'll also find a large inventory of top quality professional supplies for security and law enforcement agencies, home, child, and personal alarms, asset protection, hidden safes, spy gear, and other unique gifts and gadgets. Call us at 1-323-515-458 or click on the spyunlimited.com banner on this internet channel. Internet channel. Internet channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Oh, yeah, we're back. I like that new music. We got some new folks. You know, we bought the folks up from San Diego. We brought them back here to Phoenix. And, you know, so that's why the music is like it is. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Fan Man is not here. Man, I'm glad <laughs> to say that. <laughs> no, that's my man, Fan Man. I appreciate it. But, you know, we're doing something special. We're giving the props to Kwame. And the reason why we're giving the props to Kwame because Kwame Lasseter, hey, this is somebody who played the game for the Arizona Cardinals, who, who went through everything that they went through with hopes that someday they would get to, to a Super Bowl and win it. And, hey, he's the heir apparent. He's the winner. He's in the winner's circle, man. I'm, I'm glad to have you here in the studios, man. But we got another friend, Kwame. Well, I appreciate we, you we, having me here, first of all. Yeah, well, who man. We got, who we, we got, we got another good friend of ours. And, 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 and Fish has been a friend of ours, you know, since we started here at Voice America Sports. And we got Kelvin Fisher. And, and Fish is one of those men that are responsible. See, many times behind the scenes, regardless of what you do in life, the person who's responsible and deserves all the credit, they don't always get it. They sit back. They're very humble. But they make it happen, and, and that's what Fish does. We all know that those who have been listening with us over the years know that Fish is a scout with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, Fish, I want to welcome you today, and I understand that we, we can't ask you too many things. But, you know, but there's some people out there want to know, you know, are the Steelers ready? Because, you know, right now, or probably on paper, the Arizona Cardinals are probably an underdog. So without going into details that you can't give us, you know, are, are the fellas ready this week? You think they're going to be ready to play the, the game next weekend? Well, I think they're going to be ready. I mean, they they stepped it up every game this year, even the ones they lost. You know, um, they played hard and, and, and physical. But I think going to a Super Bowl, I, I just don't believe in, in underdogs or anything like that because you just don't know uh, what can happen. You know, I mean, we, we went in last, uh, what, three years ago against Seattle and um, – Prior to prior to that Super Bowl game, 
Ben Roethlisberger was throwing up big, big numbers, you know, in a, in a divisional game, in a, in a uh, AFC Championship game, then he got into the Super Bowl, and it was a little different. So I just think going into the Super Bowl, I don't believe in underdogs. I think it's a it's a brand new season. It's a new game. I mean, you got two weeks to heal. You got two weeks to prepare. Um, it's it's kind of like that same concept as a college team going to a a bowl game. Mm. I mean, so I mean, I just think that both teams are going to be ready, um, and it's going to be a good game. Well, you know, you did mention something about you know Ben's performance in, in that first Super Bowl. That was a few years ago. If I'm not mistaken, I believe his offensive coordinator at that time is on this side of the ball. I, I think Ben is a much more mature player. Uh, but I think it's in the back of his mind, you know, that his performance, even though the team won, I think his performance is, is in the back of his mind, and he probably wants to perform better. So do, do you think, you know, knowing the kind of competitor Ben is, will he be trying to push too much, or will he let the game come to himself and just, you know, do what it takes to win the ball game instead of say, hey, I got to make up for what I didn't do in last Super Bowl? No, I think with Ben is mature enough that, that he'll be ready to play his game, um, where if that's throwing 18 balls or throwing 28 balls, you know, and and I think that's one of the, that's one of the big things about about having that that type of quarterback now. Um, the first Super Bowl, I think he threw the ball 21 times, but I mean I think he's going to be ready to play his game. Whereas you know, like I said, that year we went to the Super Bowl, the AFC Championship game against Denver. I think he threw for like 300 some yards, mm. and then against uh, Indianapolis in the divisional game, he threw for like 300 some yards or close to 300. Um, they didn't get to the Super Bowl, and I think he threw for maybe 118 or 120 something, and it wasn't nothing big. But I just think, you know, preparing for that game, the amount of time you have, and and, and your body resting, and and the mental part of it, your mind resting. You know, I think it's a whole different ball game. Now, Kelvin, let me ask you this: You've seen a lot of players. You you're responsible for a lot of these guys as well. But do you think this two weeks, this two week delay, favor more of the Cardinals, or does it favor Pittsburgh? And I tell you, I tell you why I ask this question because defensively, you read and react. Most defense read and reacts. Um, you do have some aggressive defense that t- have timed out bit blisses, but offensively, is everything timed up? Everything has to be timing from the quarterback to the the three step drop until getting the ball upfield to the receiver, offensive line with the quarterback. Do you think this favor the uh, Arizona Cardinals or the Pittsburgh Steelers? I- I don't think it. I don't think it favors either one. I, I think it it gets you healed. I mean, I, I mean, whoever have the most injuries going to this game, right? Players are going to be healed. I mean, and you know, you play a lot of times. You just tell yourself, man, if I can just get one week, you know, what I'm yeah. saying where I'm not banging for for one week, I ain't got to hit nobody. Right. I ain't, you know, and so a lot of that I think plays a big part. And 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 guys do have the opportunity to heal because they have two weeks, but the timing and whatnot. I think a lot of that, you know. Being there three years ago, yeah, it may not be Chris right off the bat, right. but it's going to come. Just like I just remember when we were there, you know, three years ago, Seattle, their timing was on hit. I mean, they was throwing hitches and outs all day. I mean, and it was bam, 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 bam. I mean, and, and then not not to say that it, it didn't continue like that, but the game obviously changed, and you had to go away from your hitches and your and your and your and your stop routes and your out routes, you know, to trying to get the ball a little bit more vertical. But their timing was on. I mean, and, and even then, our running game was on, you know. So I just think it depends the approach of each team. If a team come out and they want to throw and you start off with the short with the short ball 
I mean, you know, you play. The short ball is like the easiest thing to start, you know, to right. start off with. So, I mean, and then if you got a run game, you want to come on and establish your run game. So, I, I just think I think both teams is going to be ready. I think I think it's going to be a good good Super Bowl. I mean, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be another exciting one, just like it was last year. Um, so, the timing piece of it, you know, it, time will tell. But I think that everyone will be ready. Just, I mean, you got a bunch of professionals, you right. know, playing in this game. Yeah, Fitz, you you made an interesting point. Last year's Super Bowl, probably one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time. There was a lot at stake. Obviously, the Super Bowl championship, but also the opportunity to have an undefeated team. Also, you know, win the Super Bowl with the New England Patriots, and that didn't happen. You know, when I look at these two teams that are playing in this Super Bowl, two very athletic teams. Now, one thing that I I didn't really appreciate or probably couldn't appreciate is the talent of the two teams that played in the AFC Championship game last week because of the weather. I mean, obviously the weather, if that game would have been played in, you know, October or September, uh, that I think that would have been a different ball game than the elements that were there last week. Going down and, and, and playing in Tampa now, the weather should be pretty good. I mean, and when you look at, you know, your side of the ball, I mean, you guys can pass the ball and, y- you know, you can run the ball. The Arizona Cardinals, uh, they got good talent over here, too. Is there any edge that you see in terms of not necessarily personnel, but just the confidence in your run game versus their run game or their pass game versus, you know, yours? Anything? I mean, I, I, really, I, mean, I really don't want to comment on that, but I just think that, that both teams, honestly, I believe, will bring their A game. Mm. Um I mean, I, you know, Wiz was with us, Russ Grimm was with us. I mean, those guys know how to prepare for this game. It's not like they don't know how to prepare for this Super Bowl game. And, you know, it's interesting. You, know? you mentioned, you know, obviously we, we know who those coaches are. For those of you who don't know who those coaches are, those are, you know, the head coach for the Arizona Cardinals and the, the assistant head coach and the offensive line coach who came from the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, both, you know, ball players themselves. And, you know, what's so interesting to me is that at this place in time, that these two teams are represented by the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. Now, there are coaches that have been out there that have been coaching for years and have not yet made it to the big game. Yet, your coaching staff that's in place now and this coaching staff that's on the other side of the ball were able to bring two teams to the Super Bowl. Is there some magical going on up in Pittsburgh? I mean, what what is it? Because obviously there's a formula within the staffs, whether you call them disciples of, of, of Bill Cowher or what, but Bill must have had something going on up there. What, what's happening in Pittsburgh? Is it your approach to, to the game, to practice, to, to a team concept? Give us a little insight I, what the Rooney's got going on up there in Pittsburgh. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily know in pin, something to pinpoint uh, what's going on, but I just think it starts from the top and, and works its way down. And, and, and Mr. Rooney runs a great organization, and I just think that that trickle effect just it spreads on everyone. Um, and I'm talking from the coaches to the personnel to the GM and everyone. Mm-hmm. And I just think that, you know, it, the philosophy is kind of the same as it always been. And, and you know, and those coaches, when they leave, they take that philosophy with them. And obviously it's a good philosophy. Now, and, and you said it starts at the, at the top. And, and, and there's been so much criticism, Kwame. When you go to the top over here on your side of the ball, you know, the Bidwells for years have not been successful. Uh, they've been criticized for not trying to put the best product on, on the field. And, and here you have uh, somebody over here who sits, you know, who has a Super Bowl championship ring with this team, who's mm-hmm. been a part of this organization, and says that it starts, you know, at the top. Do you think perhaps maybe the success of going to the Super Bowl this year will change the perception of, uh, 
of, of the organization and the, and the Big Will's attitude. And maybe they might enjoy this so much that they might start doing whatever it takes from now on to put a winner on the field. You, you have to do that. And I agree with Kelvin. The philosophy, the mindset has to change from the top. And it's a trickle-down effect. When you got the upfront office guys who who's, it's all business to these guys, then the, pe the people downstairs is, get affected a whole lot more. So you have to do whatever it takes. And, and that entitles keeping free agents or getting a free agents in here to fit your team, not because they have the biggest name out there. You got to bring guys in who fit your team, fit your philosophy. You got to keep guys who want to stay here. You keep everything in place that way. You have a, I kind of parallel it to college. If you have a winning football team, you have a winning college, you get recruits. You get the best high school guys in state. When you have a, a, a winning program and pro, on a professional level, you are able to get free agents in here who's able to put their egos aside and fit into the piece of the puzzle, who's able to who, get guys on your team that want to stay here. You got guys on your team who would take a pay cut just to have a winning team and consistently be in the playoffs. Well, you know, you look at this team and you talk about those things. And, and, and obviously it's going to be something that we'll find out because right as the Super Bowl's over with, you have to dress with free agency. Absolutely. You have to dress drafts, and you're going to have to address your quarterback situation. <laughs> and that's going to be something that's going to be very interesting here. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world who is not here, but that's okay. We got Kwame Lasseter here with us, and we also got Kelvin Fisher. We'll be right back after this message. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Well, I was out with my girlfriends the other night. On my way back to my car, a guy jumped out from behind an SUV. Fortunately, I had my taser from spyunlimited.com. That was a close one. The tools you need to protect yourself are right here. SpyUnlimited.com carries non-lethal self-defense weapons such as stun guns, pepper sprays, and tasers to help you defend and protect yourself and family when you need it most. You'll also find a large inventory of top quality professional supplies for security and law enforcement agencies, home, child, and personal alarms, asset protection, hidden safes, spy gear, and other unique gifts and gadgets. Call us at 1-323-515-458. Nine or click on the spyunlimited.com banner on this internet channel. Internet channel. Internet channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports we're back you listen to rail sports on the voice america network i got some good friends in the studio with me and i'm always happy when they can show up and and, and give you their perspective kwame lassiter of course a former arizona cardinal who's happy to see his team at least participate in the super bowl and hopefully they'll win the game and also we got kelvin fisher with us and fish of course is a scout for the pittsburgh steelers and has a super bowl ring and uh, of course will be with the team uh, again this year with anticipation of another Super Bowl ring. But before we went to that break, we were talking about perhaps maybe, you know, what it takes to sustain a winning organization. And if again, if perhaps maybe the Arizona Cardinals would be committed to that. And I'm, I'm certainly sure that Kwame would hope that they would, you know, adopt that philosophy and, and create a winner here. The stands have been filled. The, the, the team has been playing in front of sellout performances. And it's just one year uh, away from having actually hosted a home Super Bowl last year. But I believe that next year, I believe they'll, be, they'll remain competitive. I think they'll do what they need to do in the offseason to, to make sure that happens. But right now, you know, even there's some things going on in this locker room right now. It started off one of those things early in the season was a quarterback controversy. And, and they were able to kind of put that to rest, you know. And then there became a running back controversy, you know, and, and, and Edge didn't get all the, you know, carries he would like to do. He liked to participate. That didn't happen. And then there was, you know, somewhat of a receiver controversy here in, in, in the last, you know, NFC Championship game. You know, Wisenhunt, I mean, the man has done a great job. Can the distractions remain in the background and can a team stay focused as they go into the Super Bowl I mean this is a team where really there has been some distractions but he's done a good job of managing that Ray, Ray, you find me one team in this National Football League with no distractions and not able to overcome adversity, and I, and I show you a team that's not winning football games. These guys, these are grown men. They're professional men, so they have to play with distract, dis- distractions. They go into offseason with distractions. They go into camp with distractions. Uh, there's a change of position. I want you to play here instead of there than you did last year. So it's always adversity, always something to overcome. And uh, as far as the quarterback controversy, I personally don't even think there ever was one. I thought Kurt Warner was the guy. All along, uh, if we, if Matt Liner is the quarterback right now, we're not talking about the Arizona Cardinals right now. We we're talking about another team. Maybe it's Philadelphia, but Kurt Warner, been there and done that. Super Bowl MVP. It's a great story with the guy. You got to think about this guy. He was bagging groceries in the supermarket. He and his wife. She was the checkout girl. He was the stock boy. So you got to think about where this guy come from and the, and the great story and the, and the the story on top, the testimonies he putting on top of it. Um, but I don't think that was a quarterback controversy. Edron James, veteran, 
veteran proved guy, a guy, professional guy who wants to be out there. I watched him uh, when he first came in here take that offensive line and, and move those guys around as far as this is where I'm going to be or tell me where you're going to be so we can make this thing fit like a puzzle and have a decent running game. Him being sit or bench for a little while for Tim Hightower, it's a change of pace. Tim, Howard, Tim Hightower came in with fresh legs. Edwin James sat and wasted his time, and now when they need him the most, he's here in the Super Bowl. So I think um, uh, receiver-wise, there's always going to be controversy. Just the Cardinals, don't, they don't have a big market here, so you don't have to always pan that camera to their sideline like they do in Dallas or do in other places. So um, they're going to have adversity. They're going to continue to have them, and it takes a great coaching staff to overcome that with their players. And you know what's interesting about those answers that you gave me? You know, I, it, I don't think that any of these players, and, and, and maybe Fish, you can join in on this, you know, the kind of players that we're talking about here, they don't seem to be me players. I mean, I know when you're out as a scout and, and you're looking for the best players, I'm sure you're taking into consideration what kind of young men these are. And these guys of which on this side of the ball, in terms of the Arizona side of the ball, it doesn't seem like it's a me, me thing. I want to be in the spotlight. It's that I want to contribute. And, and so I don't think that's the hardest kind of player to deal with. But you know there are other players out there that it's all about the spotlight and how they can take their celebrity status on the field and capitalize on it off the field. And that's what they're looking for. But I don't think those are those kind of players. And, and, and please tell us, are you asked to find those kind of players that are more team players and want to win? And that's what these guys seem to have here at the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, it's no question. Uh, you, you, you want, you're definitely going to check the, the character of a, of a player. But um, when you go across the board and you, look at, and you look at teams who's winning on a consistent basis, there is no me guys. I mean, I mean, you look. I mean, you look at the last three. You look at the last five, probably five years of the Super Bowl champion teams, and there's no me guys. There's no selfish guys. I mean, okay. and when you and when you really, really, really start dissecting the team, you don't see there. There's no one superstar guy. You know what I'm saying? When, I mean, the good teams. There's one. There's no one. I mean, there may be one guy that every Sunday on NFL primetime they're talking about a one or two guys. But there's no superstar guys. They're, I mean, the team wins because of a team, not because this dude scored five touchdowns. Well, you know that, that's that's you know, an excellent point because well, I, you I, know, I, I was just watching that. something on 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 Sports Center last night or on TNT last night. And and we had, uh, you know, C-Webb was there and a couple of other guys there, and they were talking about who's going to make the All-Star team. And I'm going to ask you this, Fish, as, as a scout out there, you know, what's, what's your personal opinion about an All-Star? Is an All-Star a person that makes his team better, or is an All-Star player, you know, somebody who has great stats? Can you, have a, can you really have an All-Star player on a team, as an example, the Detroit Lions, who, who didn't win a game this year? Can you have a Pro Bowl player on a team that doesn't win a game, or does that person deserve to make the Pro Bowl if his team goes 0-16? I, I mean, I would struggle with, with, with seeing someone from an 0-16 team making the Pro Bowl. But, you know, for example, in, in Detroit, you got Kelvin Johnson, who's really a good player. You know what I'm saying? But for him to become a great player, he got to have other guys around him. Okay, Call me a great player. Now, a great player, and, and, and many times we, we, we use that word, Fish, great players end up in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but you also look at it, a, has a great season. So I think Fish is saying this man could have a great season. Can he have a great season on the 0-16 team? And you give him a vote f to make the Pro Bowl. 
he can have a good season because he's that type of player. But I think stats alone, stats, you can fall into a system and you can get those stats. You are in a system. But you mentioned about having a, being a great player. He makes his team better. She, he or she makes their team better. And you can do that on other teams. We've seen plenty of time where we thought like a all-star receiver, he goes somewhere and now we never hear from this guy again because he's in a system. So the stats can make you a good player. But I will struggle like Kelvin. I will struggle giving you my vote. For the all, for the Pro Bowl. Okay, well, Fish, we got a guy, you know, who is the defensive MVP over there on the side of the ball on the Pittsburgh Steelers, undrafted, I believe. Am I, am I right? Correct. Right, right. how, how does something like that happen? He 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 turns out to be exactly. a great a great player in the NFL. If you're the most valuable player of the league, I don't care if it's one year. <laughs> if you're the most valuable player of the league in the NFL, you at least had a great season. How does how does he fall through the cracks like that? Well, well I don't think he ever fell through the cracks. I I think you know that that but was not a, to get drafted. That was a guy who's a four three defensive end who's five eleven two hundred and thirty pounds at the time. So, so can you please say that again? Because I think everybody out in America thinks you got to be six four. You know, you know, two forty. You got to test this guy's heart too. <laughs> tell him, tell I mean, him that size I'm just saying, again. I mean, fish. what I'm saying is this guy was a defensive end in college. When he came to us. We made him a linebacker, which he should have been a linebacker in college. Right. But for the team he played for, they needed someone to rush the rush the pass. Are they, they doing that? Him. Are they doing him an injustice by putting him in the wrong position, well, knowing that the next level he's not going to play that position? Well, nowadays, probably not. Back then, yes, because see, nowadays you got more teams going to the three-four, so you got guys looking for that guy. You know, someone who can rush, that can drop, that's athletic, right. and, and 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 of course tough and got heart, you know. But at, at the time when he came out, there was not a bunch of four, three, four teams. There was a bunch of four, three teams. And you're, so you're trying to figure out where can we play this guy? Can he be a strong side linebacker? I mean, we don't know if he can stand up and be the weak side linebacker because he was on the three in three and a three-point stand rushing the passer. So with us, you know, being in the three-four, I mean, it was a little, I mean, it was a little easier for us to say, okay, let's bring him, you know. And, and and for him, you know, he became all pro. He became MVP. But let's not forget, his supporting cast was not bad. Well, yeah, well, and, that, and that's I something mean, I think that's important too. And right. and that supporting cast, as we talked about, it's a team, and and the collective effort of the team gets you more and, victories. And, and Ray, what I'm saying with that is, Calvin Johnson, when he becomes a have a supporting cast. He'll be a great player. Mm-hmm. I mean, because right now he's a good player with no supporting cast. Right. I mean, you can go in the game, put a game plan together. Okay, all you gotta do is stop Calvin Johnson, and you stop him, you stop Detroit. You see what I'm saying? So now you bring in Calvin Johnson, you bring another receiver in, you bring another running back in. You have a quarterback, and and that's what they're building on. That's I mean, Detroit's building on that. They and brought in a running back last year. I mean, they're they're working on getting that. But when you have your supporting cast, the good players become great. And I always tell people this: an average player become good with a great supporting cast. And Kwame, when you look at that, that that's probably what has happened here with the Arizona Cardinals. Because when I first came here to Arizona two and a half years ago, I felt that the foundation was there. They they weren't. There were a few players and a few coaches away from winning their division and perhaps maybe, you know, going to a Super Bowl. I didn't think they'd get to the Super Bowl as fast as they did. Right. But certainly the foundation of players were there. And, and like Fish says, you know, if you put some better players around a very great player, then you're going to have a successful team. And, and that's what you guys have done here. Well, here's, here's my thing to that. I, I thought that uh, – I agree. I thought the foundation was there. I thought they had 
a lot of the right places and the right right, right personnel in the right places, but even more so, Ken Winshunt. He brought some discipline to this team. These these guys didn't have any discipline. So if they don't win the game, will it be Ken Winshunt that didn't win the game, or will it be the, the players and, 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 you know and the team? In a game like that, it's, it's the players. In a game like that, the coaching staff, they've done everything to get you there. They got the game plan. These teams know each other. They've played each other. Um, you can put all the motivation factor into it with Rush Graham not getting a job, Ken Whittington not getting a job in Pittsburgh. But you got to look at Pittsburgh. What were they going for uh, mindset? Those two offensive guys, Pittsburgh, when you think about Pittsburgh, you think about defense. You could talk about Terry Bradshaw, Rocky Blyer, Franco Harris, and all those guys, Lynn Swan, John Starward. But you got to talk about the Pittsburgh defenses. When you you got to talk about L.C. Greenwood, Mean Joe Green, uh, Dwight White, rest in peace. Mm. Ernie Holmes, rest in peace. That's a steel curtain defense. Mel Blunt. Mel Blunt. You you talk about those guys. Tony you, Dungy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you thinking about you thinking about the Pittsburgh defense, and you talk about Pittsburgh offense. So these guys was in the right place, and 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 he's just instilled discipline, and that's why these guys got to the Super Bowl a lot quicker than they normally would. Kwame, well, I we gotta take a break, but listen, you you mentioned all them great names. That's a little intimidating <laughs> for the Arizona Cardinals, man. But they're not playing against. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. But that tradition. They playing against the number one team in defense. Number. Defensive team, not those ghosts back there. All right, there you go. The tradition here is you hear music, we got to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports, and I appreciate the fact that I got some good friends in here with me Kwame Lasseter, former Arizona Cardinal, and Kelvin Fisher, who is a current scout with the Pick First Steelers, and got a big Super Bowl ring. We'll be right back after this message. Well, I was out with my girlfriends the other night. On my way back to my car, a guy jumped out from behind an SUV. Fortunately, I had my taser from spyunlimited.com. That was a close one. The tools you need to protect yourself are right here. SpyUnlimited.com carries non-lethal self-defense weapons such as stun guns, pepper sprays, and tasers to help you defend and protect yourself and family when you need it most. You'll also find a large inventory of top quality professional supplies for security and law enforcement agencies, home, child, and personal alarms, asset protection, hidden safes, spy gear, and other unique gifts and gadgets. Call us at 1-323-515-458. Or click on the SpyUnlimited.com banner on this internet channel. Internet channel. Internet channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. All 
right, we're back. Listen to Rail and Sports on the Voice America Network. And I certainly enjoyed the fact that I had an opportunity to do a special show today. It's a special Super Bowl show. And as a matter of fact, we're going to be doing a couple of special shows coming up here. I, I hope to have a show live from Tampa, and I hope to have uh, Kwame join me on that. But uh, Kwame, you're about to start your show uh, sometime next week, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Next week, we, we got uh, pretty much everything in place, and it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Um, and it's perfect timing, too, because we could talk a lot about the Super Bowl. Perfect timing. Yeah, and, and a lot of guys can call in. I mean, the number's going to be out. I've done a lot as far as the Internet, uh, Facebook, and all those things, putting the, putting the number and in the, in the, what my show is about going to be up there. Well, we so certainly we, we appreciate having you here because it just gives the opportunity for more people to get an opportunity to listen and to also have the opportunity to call in to speak with players who actually played the game. And, and I mean, where else are you going to have the opportunity to, to talk to players who played the game and actually talk to and listen to a scout who's actually responsible for, for bringing the great players into the game? And, and, and Fish, I just want to say to you, man, you know, y- I've always talked to different people about fantasies, man, but, you know, we got to tip our hat off to you, you know, because you are one of those people, you know, it's hard to try to – many things that we do in life, we always try to impress people. But there are people who impress you, and they're not even aware of the fact that you're there. You know, I've often wondered, where in the hell do the scouts sit at when they at practice? And where, <laughs> you know, because when I was at when I was at college at Ohio State, I don't ever remember seeing scouts around. You know, and they, Ohio they, you know, State should have I mean, tons of scouts. Yeah, but yeah, they're there. They're there. They are, you know, they make the picks. You know, in Ohio State, you know, my boy San Antonio, San Antonio Holmes. You know, man, Ohio State, we find our way in the pitch. Y'all know I was going to throw a little Ohio State in there somewhere. You know. <laughs> But uh, can I ask, is that, is that a question? Can you answer that I question? Mean, are you allowed I mean, to tell us that? I mean, where are the scouts? When guys are at practice in college, because I know a, you know a couple of young cats that I mentor, and I always tell them, listen, you don't know when you're being watched. You don't know if it's at the game. Exactly. You don't know if it's at practice. You don't know if you walk into the locker room. You know, but at all times, you never know when a scout might be around. And I, I know you're just incognito at all times, but can you just tell us where you might, where they might see you at sometimes? You know what's funny about that is uh, it, we're right on the field. We're right in the middle of the field. Wow. I mean, we're right on the sideline watching practice. I mean, a lot of I mean, players, do you have your picks? A lot of gear. I mean, some of us, Sometimes some some guys yeah. do. I'm sure you saw some right. when you was playing. A lot of times, you you think they just guys are coming watch, watch practice, practice. Right. yeah. And most time they in the film room and they come they, out and see right, some of the practice. Right, so right. they they're out there. And if you're talking about Kansas now, you won't see a lot of scouts. Not when I played, but we had uh, I mean, Dana we, Stubblefield and those the, guys. The thing about it, we're going everywhere, right? So I mean, we're going to be watching tape during the day. And at, at some point, you may see a guy walk out with with something with Steelers on it. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't wear I don't wear a lot of you know stuff, but I always wear a hat when I go to practice yeah. that says Steelers on it. But I mean, we're we're there. We on the fields. I mean, these young guys nowadays they see us. I mean, because we're all I mean we're always there's someone at every school almost every day. Well, let me ask you: as you watch this Super Bowl and you've been watching football, you know, I've been saying this consistently this year that. You know, based upon what's happened in the economy, that I, that I was just so happy and I was so proud to have been a former athlete, particularly this year, because with the exception of the Detroit Lions, I thought when people watched football that there was good football and, and that the young men had, had earned their monies and they and they almost put on a performance that was e- equal to the price of the ticket. And certainly this NFC championship game was. Are, are you happy with what you're seeing out on the field and the effort of, of the young players, you know, based upon you know, the average person saying, wow, you know, Mr. Fisher, could you at least find somebody that lived up to the dollar you paid him? Are you happy with what you guys are putting on the field nowadays when yeah. it comes to the National Football League? Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. And, and, and what, what the fans have to understand is 
you know, sometimes when you get those guys who makes a lot of money their first year and they're rookies, you got to understand the upside of them. You know, they may not be good today or tomorrow or next week, but a year from now and two years from now, now that, that that same statement you was making two years ago, you're not making anymore. So that's like, that's almost like the so, stock. You you make yeah, right. you stock not, in I mean, this player. Like the stock market goes up and down. You're saying okay, just make the investment now, and you'll see a return on your investment uh, a couple years later. I mean, yeah, and and, and don't get me wrong. There's some guys who don't pan out that never pan out. But I mean, for the majority. You know, it just takes time. I mean, you know, just like when you came out of high school, you went to college, it took you a year. You go to college, all of a sudden you become great in two years, three years, now all the boosters, everybody loving you. Then you go to the NFL, your first year, uh, it's all right. Your second year, your third year, you become good. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's just it's a matter of time. Now, granted, everyone talks about, well, you, you're losing guys in four or five years. Or the, I mean, when you see that this guy has the potential to be good, you got to redo that contract right then and there. Don't wait for the fourth or fifth year when now he become a star right. and now he want big, big, big money. You see in your third year, when you start seeing this guy develop, whoa, Hey, let's redo him. Wow. You see? Well, Kwame, listen, it's, it's getting close to that time, you know, and I, I, I wanted people to have an opportunity to understand exactly what it is that, that Kelvin does and, and what he helps to put out there on the field and, you know, and, and, and the, that he's part of those people who find athletes that come from small schools sometimes. You don't always have to go to the big school, to the big Kansases, to the to the Ohio State, to the Arizona State, like Fish went to as well. You don't always have to be at those programs where they will find you. But we, we got to talk about this game. Now, I, I got to put you on the line. I'm and and the I, don't, line, I don't expect you to – I don't I don't expect to be a change of heart. But but at least what I expect you – because I always want your professional opinion. You know, you got – Put your DNA thing out the way <laughs> and really look at it. And, and, and let's kind of look at it, you know, quarterback to quarterback. We're going we gonna to go through it like that. Okay, I'm going to match Kurt up against Big Ben. I who, like Kurt who, Warner. You, you, now, why do you like Kurt up against Big Ben? Kurt Warner so efficient. Now, I don't like – it's not that I don't like Big Ben. I like Kurt Warner. He's he's efficient, man. This guy comes out. He's taking an Arizona Cardinal team that nobody gave a chance, even though they have three dynamic receivers. I will say two when you throw in the mix with Steve Breston. I take Kurt Warner because he's efficiency. But his, you got, you got Heinz Martin. Ward and you got Santonio Holmes over there. You do, but you asked me about Big Ben and Kurt Warner. But, and you, I'm but you're talking you about you yeah. what Kurt is throwing the ball to, and but, I'm telling but you but what, I like what this Ben guy is throwing the ball from to. From the time he walked from the sideline, get in that huddle, the team just gels around him. You're talking about superstars and who makes who great, whom great. This guy makes the Arizona Cardinals a good football team. He comes in that huddle, and they're ready to play football. We didn't talk about that offensive line until Russ Grimm got there, until Kurt Warner got in the center. That's why Matt Liner is out, because they wouldn't protect this guy. Okay, His shoulders okay, out. okay, I'm going to give you that one. Okay, let's go to the running game. Now, you got to go to the running game. Now, you, 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 got, you got fast Willie Parker over here, and, and you got Edge over here. Now, you got one. And then you got the other. You know, you got one who, who's got the accelerator, got a Porsche over here, you know, probably got a Lamborghini speed. And then you got Edge over here who's, who is very dependable Mercedes-Benz kind of thing. So, well, well, let me tell you why I like Edwin James. Because Edwin James is a wow. better. He, and I, and again, it's not that I don't like Willie Park because I do. I like the guy a lot. But he's missed a lot of games from injuries. And not to say he's not healed in this time between from now to the Man, you know Bowl. what kind of shots they're giving these guys. It's right. a Super Bowl. I like <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah. on I like Edwin James because I like his professionalism. I like his veteran. He sat on the sideline and waited his time and let that Tim Hightower spark get the Cardinals over the hump and win some footballs. And he came back. And now you all I'm asking you is 
to control that offensive line, uh, watch the clock, be my second quarterback, get me 75-plus yards. Give hey, me those well, yards. I, I will say this. You, you mentioned Hightower. Now, okay, so Hightower is, gives them, you know, another perspective in Fish. As well I can't as remember the Archer. name right now, Fish, but you got a backup kid that came in and played Mental real Hall. good. Oh, yeah. Mental, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Weldy Moore. Ma 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 there you Ma go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. see? And, yeah. He, and he came out of nowhere. Right. Just like Willie Parker came out of nowhere and did some things. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I might get a running game. To the Steelers. I might give you the quarterback, you know, because I, I, I even Ben would probably say, man, I'd like to be Kurt Warner. Nah, when I, 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 I love Ben's toughness. Ben's yeah. a tough guy. He's going to go in and he'll take a concussion and still try to play. Yeah, but I, but I, I the quarterback edge, I mean, if, if no, mm -hmm. even if they are coming at you, right. I would give the advantage to Kurt right there. But I, I, running game, I'm going to have to go with the Steelers. Now, right. now let's go with the offensive line. I'm a, that offensive line is balanced. I'm going to have to equal that out. I'm going to have to equal it out because those guys, man. But they, so that's a push. Even though okay. It's a push. Even though they've done a good job of keeping Kurt vertical, um, they still have a little flaws with uh, – they've done a great job in the NFC, but they were playing at okay, home. Okay, let's, okay, take right. okay, let's move to the wideouts. Who, who's got the advantage in the wideouts? Arizona Cardinals. Okay, why? Because they got three, and, and, and the Steelers only got uh, two well-known receivers that everybody no, knows about. No, still has great receivers. They have uh, playmakers over there. Heinz Ward, the toughest guy. He and Anquan Bolden. He yeah, and Anquan Bolden. Yeah, one either one. Put one of those guys on your team, and you win football games with either one of those guys. And but you got Larry Fitzgerald, who has the best hands. You find another receiver in the National Football League who have better hands than Larry Fitzgerald, and I argue with you about him all day. But then you throw in Steve Breston, who comes in, a young guy who does double duty as far as punt returning, but comes to the offense and play receiver, and is very productive in the receiver receiver's position. So I'm gonna go with uh, I'm going with all around playmakers with from the receiver core with the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, so on the offensive side of the ball, you you gonna give an edge to the offensive, to, I mean to the Cardinals because of the weapons that they have, and you feel they got more weapons than the Steelers got. I feel they got more weapons, but uh, I think the Steelers have they have a good they have a good nucleus of veterans over there, professional guys over there. Okay, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Go ahead and give me your standouts because you already got even though you My know standouts, the Steelers got the MVP of defense on their side of the ball. We already talked about a team, so that means everybody else must be doing pretty good over there. And I really want Fish to chime in on this, but he can't. So <laughs> I'm gonna let you go now. Why are you gonna give this defensive side the advantage to the Arizona Cardinals? How you I'm gonna, giving why the defensive side of the ball because I know that's what you're gonna I do. Adrian Wilson, one of my favorite defensive players. It the, not just because he's your favorite, but that ain't I a know, good reason. The defensive side goes to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, uh, all they've done was make plays all year defensively. Oh, well, you know what? That means it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a great game. Because you it's got, going you got their the offense against their defense. Oh, man. That sounds like a good thing. So, advantage defense, Pittsburgh. Advantage, advantage offense, Arizona. Defense wins championship. Wow. He might have just said that the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> I'm just saying defense wins win. championship, <laughs> but you're going to have to contend with that Arizona hey, offense. we're going to finish that up, Kwame, Definitely. because, you know, th this has been a great show, but it's been a short show, and I appreciate everybody tuning in. You listen to Rail of Sports. I want to thank my man Fish from coming. I mean, this man was at the Senior Bowl. We ain't going to talk about that. And Kwame, of course, man, you got the show next week. I wish you the best on that show. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I hate to say this, but as always, it's time to go, so I'll see you next time which will be the best time.